Recording, yeah. Soon, we need a red light. Red light. Red light. Um, Michelle, mm-hmm. what is imposter syndrome? I accidentally came across this term very recently. I hadn't heard it before, but I was aware that it's probably something that I suffer from. And it is, in short, where you are a minority within a particular setting and you feel that you do not have the skills, the capability to be where you are, to be in that particular scenario. So, for example, with me, I'm an executive head. I'm the only executive head in my trust, our trust which has now 19 schools and um, I do suffer from imposter syndrome. I do quite often feel that I'm not good enough or I always question, I questioned when I was offered the role, are they offering it because I'm good at my job and I have the ability to do the next job? Or is it because I'm black and they need to tick a box? I very often ask myself that question. Imposter syndrome, yeah. Imposter syndrome. I had a niece who was really, really good at primary school. She got a place at a very prestigious grammar school. And I I think that could have been part of the issue. Not because she wasn't bright enough. She was very academic, very sporting, could sing, did it all. But I think it was a money thing. I think a lot of the children around her had ponies, would go for two, three holidays a year. And um, yeah, and I think when they called her names, she dealt with it properly. (laughs) So it is an interesting concept, isn't it? It certainly is. You know, it's not as simple as just being added into the room where it happens. Mm. There are so many other complexities that come with it that as a black woman I struggle with, wrestle with that probably the white women and men that I work with just, you know, it's not a consideration for them it's really not imposter syndrome I like that, I like that do you know, I am it's a sweeping generalisation I know, but I find many of the Jamaican people I know are very me I deal with and I wonder how many Jamaican people suffer from imposter syndrome you know I don't know how many Jamaicans you come across but they're always they've done it already Mm. for them bigger Mm. them could I make it better you know so that's a really interesting thing it isn't do you remember I shared that statistic with you about um male suicide around the world that um, Jamaican men have the lowest rate of suicide amongst men in the entire world. And I think that that's part of it. They just do not suffer from 
imposter syndrome. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a confidence. It is a very big thing. And, and you know, there's another saying, what is it? Jamaicans are the Nigerians of the Caribbean and Nigerians are the Jamaicans of Africa because we're so big-headed, so bossy. They got to be the, the, the everything, everything, everything. Imposter syndrome. But, you know, let's not belittle it because there's lots of history behind the way we feel. Um, there's lots of history behind education. Um, many people from non-white backgrounds didn't get a really good or excellent education. So we'll always feel like imposters. Then the Americans called it f affirmative action. There mm -hmm. were different programs put into place to elevate people academically and in their workplace. So you can see once again, this sense of, should I be around the table? Should I be in the room where it happens? So that's really interesting. I'm gonna have to give that a think over mm. the weekend. I think it's not necessarily a negative thing in that it makes me double check what I do, double check the standard of the work that I produce. And so I always try to do everything to the best of my ability. What's frustrating is that other people who work at my level don't necessarily work in that way. Um, and I guess that's where this concept of black people having to work twice as hard, perhaps that's where that comes from. But it does force me to check and double check everything that I do because mm. I don't want to be caught out. Yeah, but the, the thing, it may not be a negative thing to you, but the word imposter means someone that shouldn't be there. Yes. So the connotation is negative. And as well as that, though, if you feel a sense of, oh, should I be here? You're less likely to go into the kitchen and get a drink if you're gatecrashing the party because you're just going to keep it on the down low. Unless you was Jamaican, uh, you'd go and take over the music. So there are negative things about it to how much will you advance an opinion how much will you speak up or how will you just sit at the back of the class and allow other people to voice their views yeah that and that was me at school i was the person who sat at the back of the class trying to just blend into the background um yeah that's just how it was so with regards to the imposter syndrome um there's something we thought we would talk about is like being imposters in our own school because we've had these experiences where we've had people come in and we've gone out to places to buy stuff where we may have liaised with people on the phone or via email and and you know executive head head of school and then they meet you in the flesh and then it's like that reaction so uh, you're gonna start <laughs> and we can do it kagan style yeah, I mean, there have been a number of experiences. The phone thing is quite funny because obviously I'm from Yorkshire so and talking to people in London when you're from Yorkshire, that throws people, they automatically assume that you're white. Um, so one of the experiences I had recently was um, the admissions team came into school to speak to parents and they were talking to our office manager and I walked into the office and stood by them to have the conversation and this particular lady almost moved physically to freeze me out of the conversation as though no you know you shouldn't be involved in this get on with whatever you're doing so i let her continue to talk and just stood there and waited and then our office manager who's super polite and would never interrupt anybody when she'd finished speaking said to her 
And this is our executive head, Michelle Aldred. And the colour literally drained from her face and she, there was just a pause, one of those visible pauses where she realised, you know, I haven't been particularly respectful of this person. I've made certain assumptions or maybe she wasn't bothered. I don't know. But there was this pregnant pause and then we kind of moved on from there. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Tell us about one of your experiences. Um, so last summer, we was having um, lots of lots of work going on around the school. And being a nosy person that I am, I like to know what people are doing, like the chippy, how long has they been a carpenter? So I kept asking questions. And one day, the gentleman that was doing the work, so he turned around to me and he said, so um, are you the head caretaker in there, mate? I said, no, I'm, I'm the head of school. Oh. All right. And I thought it was quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> the poor man. And as you say, is that kind of the penny drops? Yeah. The penny drops. Yeah. You have that uncomfortable moment. Mm. Yeah. I had something similar this, that same summer when we were having work done and um, somebody was working on a classroom and I walked in and said, oh, how's it going? You know, is it going well? And he's like, Oh yeah, is this going to be your classroom? Because it, it's it's going to be amazing. Is this your classroom? And I just said, no, it's my school. I didn't tell him my job title. And he just looked completely confused mm. as though I hadn't understood the question that he mm. answered. And I just left. Mm. Um, and actually his boss um, turned up later in the day who already knew who I was. And we went back up to the room and I think then it occurred to him, oh, yeah that, that's who she is yeah well what just half term just passed there was rent kill here and they were looking for different spaces to put traps down and i could hear them outside the door and um they're reading the sign like, executive teacher teacher duh, duh, duh. and they knocks the door they come into the room i'm at my desk at the computer and they say excuse me mate do you work here i i, I as my dad fit you here and I just swiveled around and I said, yeah. And they went, oh, do you know where the staff room is? And I just said, yeah, through the doors first on the right. And, you know, some I, I do give benefit of the doubt. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they thought I was the IT person because there were other people in the school. So I could have been an IT. But in saying that then, they never assumed that I may have been the executive or the head of school. Mm, that is the thing, isn't it? That could not be an assumption, which would be the most obvious one, considering what it says on the door and where I'm sitting. Do you work here? Mm. And it's kind of you, you wonder why you have the imposter syndrome, because no matter how long you've been doing the job, no matter how well you've done the job, people still think you're an imposter if you're in that position. 